That's right. If you want to hear Dennis making phone calls into a radio show, you have found <laughs> the right show. And if you want to hear random reviews because we're pulling strings out of a pandemic, you found it. All right. So I guess let's get this yeah, bad boy please rolling. Please enjoy. And it's the movie toasty show here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 103 of Movie Toast News and Reviews, even though we don't really give you news anymore. Dennis, how you doing? You know what, Adam? I am doing fantastic. I am excited to share this uh, very unique episode with uh, you fine toasties. It's uh, it, It'll be a little different. We're still delivering the uh, awesome golden brown goodness that we're used to giving you, but we're going to... We're going to throw some, some something old school your way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of you who feel nostalgic and know that we used to do a show a year ago, uh, where we're doing an episode that we never released with uh, our old host and whatnot. And uh, it's a little crew. different. We, yeah, we don't we don't have a toast scale. We don't really have organization. We're just free balling it on that episode. <laughs> so we figured we throw that your way because uh, we we're kind of lazy this week. And uh both busy so uh yeah we're just gonna give you uh, oh, two no. brand new movies to talk about a new episode of uh what if uh some polls trivia and then we're gonna lead you right into this old episode and hopefully you'll stick around and enjoy it hopefully oh man now here we can give you a little background for you toasties who are listening uh funny enough adam and i were both uh both had to go to weddings this weekend over the time we normally record an episode so this is where we decided it'd be kind of fun to uh, give you something you, you missed back in the day. These are these are flicks you wouldn't have heard reviews for, although they're going to be a little older. It will. Uh, it, there's still going to be things we haven't covered yet. So mm. I hope that'll at least be fun to to go back to. It is it is the old guys. So if if you missed hearing uh, Tommy and Corey, get ready. They're 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 coming for you. And uh, Tommy and Corey, if you're listening, here's here's a bit of the old the old school stuff for you, and I hope you get to yeah. enjoy it too. I'm not gonna lie, I, I felt a little nostalgic. I listened to a little bit of the episode before we recorded, and uh, some fun jokes, some fun fun things thrown around there. It's like ah, maybe miss it a little bit, but uh, so I'm happy to bring it back in the fold a, a bit. But yeah, I do absolutely. do want to say I enjoy the structure that we have now, uh, and it felt weird not uh, having a slice scale to review a movie with oh, like X yeah. amount of pieces of toast. Like I'm sitting there. I'm like, wait, nobody said how much. Oh, wait, they said something about a light. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, that makes sense to me. We're in traffic, sir. We're in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, it worked back then. It just isn't the way we do it now. But uh, yeah. You know, you know what else works for your show? You know, you know what else holds things up, holds things together? What, what's that? Holes. Holes. That's right. You heard the jingle, so that means we got to get into it, man. Oh, man. So last week, of course, we reviewed um, What If. A couple of weeks ago, we reviewed 
Shang-Chi. So I'm kind of in the in the business here. I want to know kind of characters we haven't seen in the actual MCU films. I want to know which you'd rather see happen next, like unslated movies or movies. Or yeah, none of these movies are actually slated. So uh, I put it out there. Uh, would you want to see a Punisher, Daredevil, Ghost Rider, or Howard the Duck film? Ooh, Punisher. I want to see a hardcore... Uh, Frank Grillo R-rated Punisher movie that is integrated into the MCU where he is acknowledged by someone and uh, they have to realize, oh, fuck, this is just a human with a gun, but he's he's about as bad as some of our baddest, so I think we need to consider this guy. Um, or at least put him on a list or something. Like, this is, this is something to be reckoned with. I mean, that'd be interesting. They bring Frank Grillo in because he's crossbones or whatever. So it's like, whoa, wait, has he secretly been Frank Castle this whole time? And we're just discovering the truth. Ooh, that's true. Know. So, Dennis, you say uh, the Punisher. That's funny because uh, we got 33% for the Punisher. Is the other zero percent? Oh, sorry. Uh, you could say that. You could say that. Zero uh, percent for uh, Daredevil. I guess Sad. people are cool with just having him the. Uh, yeah. Matt Murdock in the yeah, courtroom is all we need, huh? A lot of people were excited to see that. They, they're hoping for him in uh, No Way Home, but they're like, eh, he doesn't need his own solo movie, apparently. Uh, 33% to both Ghost Rider and Howard the Duck. So it was a three-way split. Oh, nice, nice. I'd, yeah. I'm I, honestly kind of sad it's not split four ways. I would watch any I one of those so. films. But uh, I yeah. would if, 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 let's say, all four were done tomorrow... I would have, I would watch Punisher first. Yeah, I think I'd go Howard the Duck, then Punisher, then Ghost Rider, then Daredevil. It's weird. I realized over on um, Amazon Prime, they have the director's cut of the Affleck Daredevil, and I hear that's so much better than the actual oh, theatrical cut. Really? I'm tempted to go back and actually watch that. So. Okay. Oh, Might have yeah. to bust out the old DVD player and compare and contrast. That would be fun. I do. I yeah. do. I have. I mean, they my have... original copy on DVD, so. Just well, you, you don't even need to do that. They have both the uh, theatrical and the director's cut up there on Amazon Prime for your viewing pleasure. But what, I, what I'm curious to see, though, is I feel like sometimes even the DVD release can sometimes have very minute, tiny little different edits. Like over time, they've this, you know, whoever has uh, maintained the copyright for the, the film at, uh, during its distribution seems to sometimes recut stuff. Because like you look at something like Star Wars. I mean, how many times have they adjusted the Han Solo Greedo shootout scene where one wins over the other? I mean, fuck, I think you can look at four different versions of that of that scene now on YouTube when you compare them all side to side. Yeah. Or three, at least. That's true. People do love to muck down things and change things. up. So I, and I feel like I've honestly heard different or seen different versions of Back to the Future, even after all these years. So I would not be surprised if the version I have on DVD could still be different from the streaming director's cut and the streaming theatrical cut. Maybe. That's true. Maybe. That's true. Maybe. That's you never speculation. know. I mean, hey, if you want to watch three versions of Affleck's uh, Daredevil, all the power to you. I just that. might. That was an era of Jennifer Garner I, I, I don't hate. I so. pray so. <laughs> well, I mean, then you, then you can follow it up with uh, Electra. Maybe not. Yeah, that's also on there. <laughs> so excited for that film and then i'm like oh why why was i excited for this film i will I admit to owning that know. one as well hey it's all good it's all good completes the set a little alias action yeah 
so sticking in the MCU, uh, I, I wanted to know which uh, which MCU or also Sony Marvel MCU connection, uh, what movie people are most excited for out of uh, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, Eternal, Spider-Man No Way Home, and Morbius? Hmm, well, I think you know my answer, sir. Morbius. <laughs> Mr. Spiderman. Oh, okay. All right. Spider-Man. So I will say there is a 60-40 uh, here. 0% for Morbius, 0% oh. percent, percent for Venom 2. Oh. Well, All right. Venom 2, I'm kind of so, not surprised, but... Yeah. I mean, uh, they, they've been saying... Uh, there's a pretty juicy post-credit scene there. I haven't read what it is because I don't want to. That just it. sounds like a way to get you to see a bad movie, but I'm still going to see it. I, I did good. attempt to rewatch the first one again. Yeah, I, of course. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So we got 40% for No Way Home, surprisingly, 60% for Eternals. Oh, wow. A little really? shocked, intrigued. Yeah. Okay. When, they, when that was right? announced, it was kind of like Spider Man okay. had it. All right. Like, Eternals, cool. Angelie Jolie doing a series. Yeah. Good for her. Cool. All right. Sure. Let's, let's see what, let's see what this does. Giotti and <laughs> fucking, yeah, all these random people tossed into one movie. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. It's okay. All right. I mean, hey, who thought a talking tree and a raccoon would work? Exactly. Well, Kevin James Feige. Gunn gave them life. That's true. And he almost gave them death when they took him away from him. <laughs> Although, I mean, I didn't care for the second movie. Before, I didn't so. either, to be honest. I'm, I'm hoping the third um, one doesn't suck as much. Yeah, hopefully not. Uh, it's supposedly someone significant is going to die. I'm like, hey, you killed Yondu. You're just oh, killing people every no. movie. Yeah, I'm just, whatever. <laughs> you can kill Star-Lord, and I kind of be like, all right. Yeah, it's kind of interchangeable, it seems like, yeah. Um, speaking of MCU, I mean, this isn't anything to do with polls, but have you watched the uh, Hawkeye trailer yet? I did. I did, actually. And I got to be honest, as much as... As annoyed as I am with Jeremy Renner, I'm like, you know, this looks intriguing. I don't know why I'm very excited that it's like a holiday like show. Like just seeing Christmassy stuff. Yeah. Superheroes. Yeah. I'm very intrigued. And this like father daughter kind of vibe happening. I'm, I'm digging the. Mm hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm digging this kind of badass family moment. I feel like it's going to yeah. accomplish it a little better than Black Widow attempted to, but I don't know. Yeah. I, the, and this is just a trailer, obviously, but um, True. the vibes I'm getting are already better, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just has more going for it. Like, yes. I kind of wish it was like him in between like uh, Infinity War and like whatnot going around killing people, but... uh. I'm more intrigued him in training someone, hiding the truth from his family. And I mean, a lot of people are saying uh, they, they think uh, Kingpin's coming. So that'd Ooh. be interesting. Yeah, but a lot of people thought we were already going to see Matt Murdock by now. But That's true. That's true. We'll and, see but I hear if he, if he is in there, supposedly they're going to muddle him down and he won't be the badass he was before. Not going to be brutally killing people. But yeah, eh, yeah. we, we can't we can't in this uh, family friendly theatrical version, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, speaking of family friendly, uh, let's go back 30 years, give or take. Uh, Dennis, you remember uh, the movie Twins starring Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Oh, my God. Uh, yes, I love that movie. It was one of my favorite TBS repeats. <laughs> you could always just throw <laughs> it on in the background. And uh, yeah, 
fantastic. Aqua Velva. Oh my god, this. <laughs> I uh, love that movie. Love that movie. Now, now, for years, there's been talks about triplets happening with Eddie Murphy being their third. Oh my god, not. That would be but, fucking uh, amazing. All right. Last week, there, 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 there was a change in casting, and they finally booked the third uh, member of the family oh, no. here. And uh, I'm intrigued. I, I, I'm intrigued. I like the actor. I don't know if he fits uh, the age and the build, but uh, he sure enough could be interesting. Uh, they're, they're now the third member of that family is going to be Tracy Morgan. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. so definitely he'll have that 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 flashy fun running his mouth and whatnot. I'm taking uh, so off my shirt. Sorry, that was woman. I'm a Jedi. Doctor Spaceman. Sorry, I okay. It was, I just oh, got man. done rewatching Thirty Rock as my fall asleep oh. show. So. Right I mean, there. It's, it's an amazing. Oh show. God, yes, Tina Fey. Thank like, you. Uh, so I was intrigued to see what uh, people thought if they were more excited for Tracy, or if they prefer uh, Murphy, or if they don't care, or if they're like, "What's twins?" Oh, no, I it better be zero fucking percent on that last answer, sir. <laughs> well, what would you say? Who, who would you prefer out of out of the roster of those two? Damn, that's actually really tough. Like. Eddie Murphy, I I know I'm going to get like this incredible delivery, and he's going to throw 110% into his character. But it's a matter of whether or not that character perfectly fits the mark, which is, I think, mm. where sometimes that's when it can sometimes be a miss. Is he will throw, you know, you get the Norbits of the world when you throw 110% of yourself into garbage. Then you get a hundred and two hundred and twenty percent of garbage, in fact, in that film. But um, <laughs> but with Tracy Morgan, I think I think because he always plays such a similar character, you know exactly yeah. what you're getting into. But I think I'm That's I true. would be okay with exactly that character. I think that would be a fun fit for these two other guys, especially keeping right. in context. Uh, uh, Schwarzenegger is supposed to be the very intelligent very upper crust mm-hmm. kind of guy. Then you have the lowly, this kind of scummy, but he, he still, he's still good. A Frank Reynolds style. Yeah. He like, he's still got money. He's still well, well taken care of. Now I'm curious where the, where would a Tracy Morgan fit among them? Mm-hmm. Maybe he turns out he's better yeah. off than the rest of them. That could be, that could be funny. For some reason, twist. Yeah, there you go. There you go. For some reason I assumed he might be like down on his luck, but I don't think that's a safe assumption with him. Because he's very bombastic, he's very larger than life. So I would expect him mm-hmm. to be controls the pretty room. good. Yeah, exactly. He's he's probably doing pretty well himself too. It's just going to be a different for sure slice of the pie. That's true. You know, you, you kind of talked me into it because honestly, when I heard about, it, I'm like, I love Tracy Morgan, but I'm like, hey, he's he's younger, I think, than these guys. But I don't know. It's like why well, is not? 50s, right? It's a well, movie. It definitely. I see what you're saying. Yeah, probably that 40s, 50s, give or take. But I feel like those guys are 60 yeah, or whatnot. You're but, right. I don't know. I mean, like you're right, but the character though, he works. He plays like definitely Ooh. gives you something different. See now, you, now that you mentioned Eddie that. Murphy. But you talked about the age. Eddie Murphy is spot on to, I feel like, fitting in with the age that group. That was my, my, my reason for thinking Murphy ah, would be shit. Great, but See, now you've, you've flipped me. 
I think we might have <laughs> talked each other out of our original. <laughs> oh boy. Next, we're going to say, you know what? Maybe, maybe we'll just do a spinoff of, uh, or not a spinoff, a sequel to, um, what the fuck is the one when, when, when they have a baby junior junior when, 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 if it is when, a girl. Yeah. I'll name a junior. Maybe, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, Maybe Tracy Morgan's junior, and then maybe that's the twist here. We're really getting a junior. I'm junior. God. <laughs> ah, dad. Ugh. I'm sick of your stuff, Dad. Oh man, I remember I was so excited before uh, Thirty Rock came out. God, people were like just get to the fucking reviews here. And <laughs> Never mind. Uh, but yeah, so um, there. Yeah, luckily for you, Dennis, there are zero what's twins. And uh, once again, three-way tie with all these uh, other answers. Oh. I don't care. Eddie Murphy and Morgan. I was going to say Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman would be an interesting choice for the third sibling. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but And I believe, I think, if I, if I stand uh, correct, I think Josh Gad wrote this script oh, or a version. Interesting. Of okay. Like, he's really getting in that market with that and then Honey, I Shrunk the Children Funny. Uh, continuation. Funny. Yeah, so it should be should be intriguing to see this. As long as there isn't a song, I think I'm on board. (laughs) So so you're not going to watch the Gaston show? Oh, well, if it's about singing, that's the thing. There's no don't get me wrong. Fair enough. Fair enough. If it's a musical, there better be some songs. I'm just saying. Yeah. Triplets. I don't think needs um, (laughs) unless it's yakety yak. I don't want to hear it. So that's where I'm at. (laughs) That and my dog is hacking something up. I apologize. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you tell that dog to yak it up somewhere else. <laughs> we got a show nobody cares about. I got to talk about Eddie Murphy and Tracy Morgan and Morgan Freeman and, and Junior. You son of a bitch. And you got a dog. Uh... Oh, man. Oh, man, Dennis. Let's move on. Let's get let's get into my favorite part of the show. You want to do a little bit of trivia? Fuck yeah. Let's do it. See, I wish your dog was professional like me. I was just coughing up a lung right there, but I muted my mic for the sake of the show. For the sake of the show. Ugh. <laughs> um, so I, I believe I think I got the last uh, point last week. Oh, sir, you've uh, got all the points in all the weeks in this uh, in this run. It's only two weeks. It's two. It's, to I believe nothing. you had like. Yeah, a whole season. Wins, it's a so shutout. I, mean, I, I I don't think I'll ever make it back from this. We'll have to see. Maybe I can. Yeah, maybe I can turn it around. I don't know. I could try. I don't think I'm capable. I think you got it. I think you get <laughs> it. But uh, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Dennis. Uh, let me take a action adventure, please. Action adventure. All right, sir. Who played Elliot Ness in the 1987 hit The Untouchables? Was it? Kevin Costner, Sean Connery, or Kirk Douglas? Ah, see, I feel like I feel like all three of these gentlemen might have been in the movie. I've never seen it, but I know one of my local KFCs had the poster in the bathroom, and I never understood that. Uh, That's I'm weird. I'm going to go with... It's very weird. <laughs> um, fuck a duck. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, Costner, I guess. I, I don't believe that's him, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just say Costner. Well, he's certainly not dancing with wolves in this one, but you are correct. That is Kevin Costner. Woo. All right. Woo. 
All right, Dennis, what can I give you? Let's uh, I'm, I'm going to do the same. I want to go to uh, your neck of the woods with a comedy cartoon. All right. I think uh, I wouldn't get this. Well, no, maybe I well, wouldn't. Well, shit. I'm like, I, I, I didn't see it. But I think you're safe here. What James Stewart movie features a giant invisible rabbit? Oh, my God. I know. Uh, um, oh, shit. Right? Shit. It's, it's an easy shit. one. But it's a. I know that it's it's a, it's a. Oh my my god! I can see. Uh, Oh no, no, Harry. And. Fuck! Oh no! Oh my god! I can see. Oh my god! I've seen this movie. It is wonderful. Oh no! He spends the whole movie. It's a. it's, It's play originally, where he imagines a giant rabbit as his best friend and you see the silhouette of this rabbit walk around sometimes oh my god i can that see sounds it correct. we own uh as, i remember my mom buying this vhs tape and we watched it multiple times i'm like oh i can see it it's a fam- um what's his name from big uh, big bang theory uh, starred in the broadway version of this Galicki or Parsons? Parsons, Parsons, Parsons played uh, uh, Stewart's part. Huh. Son of a... Oh! Hen- Henry... Oh! oh! My God, I hate... Oh, I know it's... I mean, you, you, you've, been, you've been gravitating to Henry, Dennis. I don't know if Henry. that's a good thing or let's a bad just thing. Go with, let's just go with that. Fuck it. I, I don't want to drag it out. Henry, let's move on. All right. See, I, I would just pull it like I'm pulling taffy if I were you, but uh, you're close. Harvey. Oh, that is frustrating. Uh, okay, fair enough. I really thought you'd get it because I'm like, you always Harvey. have like, movies oh, playing in the oh, background. I, did. I want to live, Harvey. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. All right, let's try evening the playing okay. here. I'll take a horror sci fi. Horror. Where were the aliens from in War of the Worlds? The fuck do I know? That is a good one. There, it's always the um, same place. No matter what version you pick. I yeah. I can't I can't direct yeah. you any direction because I'm trying to win too. But all right. <laughs> I, I uh, my brain tells me Mars, but my heart tells me Pizza Planet. Um, I would say follow your heart. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna, you know, I, it's probably like Jupiter or Uranus. I hope it's Uranus, uh, but I'm, I'll say Mars. I, I know it's not that. Well, I'm gonna say Mars. your answer is correct. It is Mars. Oh, jeez, oh he's already just uh, running away with this one, ladies and gentlemen, and everything else. I'm trying to get. It to you. I'm I'm trying to get these ones I can't think, but I'm just lucky. I don't believe you. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Fair enough. I don't give a fuck if you believe me. (laughs) I'm kidding. Oh man. Well, I guess I better wander back into familiar territory and ask for an action adventure question. I think you'll get this one. The character Pussy Galore appears in what Bond movie? Goldfinger from Russia with Love or Doctor No? Goldfinger. That is correct. Welcome to the school. Finally. I knew you'd get the Bond one. 
Uh, all right. So since that now we're, Sean Connery, we're, we're almost close. James Bond, by the way, just to throw out there. Yeah, that's not worth any. Extra <laughs> yeah, I don't need extra points. I just throw a three pointer. I need here. rep. I need to build up my cred. I've been <laughs> swinging and missing you, you street cred. You know that the movie oh, toast cred. <laughs> it's all good. You got the cred. Um, I'm I'm gonna get a comedy cartoon since you since you went with one of your higher. I'm gonna go with my higher, my highest, and I'm gonna get it wrong. So let's see what happens. All right, sir. Here is your comedy cartoon question. <laughs> Sorry. What? God, I just heard. I just heard you say it again. It just was real. That was. It cut. Your your delivery of that fuck you was just very elegant. That was we should save that. You oh, should, would you like me to you shake should, it? No, you should cut, no, no, no. You should sit no, you should, the previous no, save the previous fuck you because it was just so it cut to the core. I loved it. Okay. Um well, good. That's what uh, I was aiming for because your maniacal laugh is like, haha, he won't get this. You probably you probably will. like a mustache. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> As I, as I lay your body across the railroad tracks. Uh, what Canadian actor starred in Airplane as Dr. Shirley Rumack? Wow. Did, didn't did I ask you this question a while you ago? You may have. And, so uh, I hope you have a good probably. memory. Yeah, I'm going to say what I said when I when I was offering you hints. Uh, he married a... Uh, he Damn. married uh, Dorothy in the uh, season finale, serious finale of Golden Girls, and that's why she was not in Golden Palace with uh, Don Cheadle and the gang. Uh, I'm going to go with Leslie Nielsen. That, sir, makes you correct. Woo. <laughs> Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Don't go on Shirley. Uh, what, what, can I, what can I give you? Um, I, I shall go uh, horror sci-fi, methinks. All right, Dennis. Oh, you're going to regret this. I one. believe it's it. It's a toughie. It's a barn burner, Dennis. And uh, I'm sorry. Uh, you're not going to get this one. What is the name of Iron Man's secretary? Pepper, salt, or spice? Paprika. Uh, 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 pepper. Her name is Pepper. <laughs> not oregano, not basil, Ooh. but Pepper. Pepper Potts. Let me check what. Ooh, let me no, once again, Dennis. You don't get, you don't get <laughs> no bonus points. points here. Oh, son of a bitch! No, no, no fucking nerd points <laughs> here. You dick. <laughs> that is that is very correct. Uh, and and I believe we're going to talk about pepper pots later on today. Peppers pots are going to be mentioned. So that don't don't make it dirty. No. Don't don't make it sound uh, profane. <laughs> it wasn't going to be, you but now it is. Bitch. So oh, it sounded like it was. <laughs> <clears throat> uh drama musical please are you ready i i i, no, I don't know but hit me all right, all right all right who was a young vito corleone in the godfather 2 oh see look at me i'm gonna get this one wrong um i don't believe you I, I don't. I don't like The Godfather. I. I oof, it's the one of the most boring. I've films never seen any of them in my, in life, my life. To be honest, I'm a terrible. I, I've toaster. tried one, and it felt like it was like four hours. Uh, yeah, put yourself in in a bathtub. You should if 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 you've watched all these movies and enjoy them. No, no, no. People love them. I don't. But uh, 
I don't think you're missing anything. Um, I feel like I recently heard the name of this person. I'm like, oh, shit, that person was in that movie. Fuck. And uh, now I honestly cannot fully tell you. Part of me wants to say like Andy Garcia, but I feel like that's not right. Um, uh, so you were talking the guy that plays the Godfather, but the earlier younger version of him. Uh, Robert De Niro. Incorrect, but I'm going to say De Niro. Baby Godfather is De Niro. He is watching you. You are correct. Oof! Wow. Once again, that was pulled out of my ass. That's wow. Ooh. Ouch. Ouch. Well, if I'm that'd be an interesting. I'm, I'm hoping you start dropping some dropping some balls all over the place. But uh, I, I guess I'm just going to reach for a comedy cartoon if you got one, sir. Oh, Dennis, I wish this was a question for me, but uh, it's a question for you. In Orange County, who plays Sean's loony brother, Lance? <laughs> now, I haven't seen the movie, but I'm going to guess Jack Black. That would be correct, Ooh. sir. That that would definitely be correct. Oh, man. And, and, and Lance is, uh, no, Lance, Lance, yeah, Lance, Lance is the brother, right? Nope. Lance is the loony brother. Uh, Sean is, is, uh, played by Colin Hanks. Uh, I believe I've told you multiple times how my girlfriend thought that was, uh, Tom Hanks' brother <laughs> for some reason. Baby and, Hanks. Uh, yesterday at, 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 at this wedding, uh, I finally got, she got a little revenge on me. At one point, my, my, uh, my friend and his, his wife, his new wife, uh, they were talking to uh, our table of friends and, uh, people were cheering behind us. And I, I just, I, I may have been a little inebriated, but I, I barely looked and I saw like a little person dancing with like a regular side person. I look at my friend's, uh, wife and I'm like, oh, is that like your niece or, uh, or like oh. a cousin? And, and she looks at me, she's like, it's like, oh, that, that, that would be Kevin's uh, Nana. And I'm like, oh, okay. And everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong? I'm like, I literally turned my head and saw like a little body. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm never going to live this one down. That an old lady would be my friend's, uh, my, my friend, my friend's wife's uh, niece. I felt bad. My, 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 uh, my girlfriend's like, aha, this is better than Tom Hanks. <laughs> <and Colin> Hanks. <laughs> Boom roasted. Um, uh, well, yeah, I don't know why I went into that segment there, <laughs> but uh, just figured it was worthwhile. Congratulations. You're at three. I am at four. You are at four. So you can seal the All fucking right. deal right here. I'm going to I'm going to try to sell that. What you want? Deal. Um, give, I'm going to take a comedy cartoon because uh, I don't like my odds. And I like that one. It, it is usually a good one for you. Ah, Usually, not always. Bitch. Okay. Well, oh, here you boy. go, sir. What was the next trip after National Lampoon's vacation? Well, that's uh, National Lampoon's uh, European vacation. Rusty's European tour is correct. You are right, sir. Ooh, and yeah. you've taken... Speaking of Big Bang Theory. <laughs> that's right. Well, but not that. Neither of those films actually are a uh, little glicky. I, I, I have to say, Oh, he, he's Christmas. He's Christmas. Yes. Oh, that, Which is that, fucked up because who, 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 Christmas, who although was released after European vacation, I believe is supposed to take place before like the original one, oh, or at least before yes. European vacation. Because if you look at the ages of the characters, it's like, it doesn't match up. 
Rusty, yeah. not, for some reason, Audrey is now Robert. like a lot older, but then Rusty is mm-hmm. like shrunk. So, and uh, a, a brunette, not a not not a not a blonde buck tooth kid. So, it's it's interesting the way they 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 couldn't just get the same children. We were doing a lot of drugs Audrey over at the them. National Lampoon. You know, I think uh, we were I just guess. having a good. Those, those time. boys at Harvard had a hard time. <laughs> Well, folks, that is uh, the trivia for this week. Adam pulls ahead a solid fucking three to zero. That is that's impressive, sir. I'm, I'm I have a, I have a lot of ground to cover. Oh yes, there's lube being used there. It's solid fucking. So, a lot of lube, a lot of a lot of condom exchanging. Bingo, bango, bongo. Why exchanging? We 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 use dish soap. You rinse, recycle, reuse. I don't I don't know. That's. I like I like repeat, but reuse works as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we call dead air, people. Dead air. Now I'm just picturing people washing condom out and like hopefully not bursting it and then reusing it and maybe does it shrink? I, as long as the water pressure isn't too high, here. you should be okay. Yeah, you don't want to melt it. Do not take yeah. any of this as factor medical it, advice. Uh, By the way, if you do, no, you, that is at your own risk. We are both no, medical oh my doctors. God. We have PhDs. This is now going to be, you can call us up and ask us questions. Uh, we'll be like Dr. Drew and Psycho Mike. Uh, we're like the new love line Doc- people. If you don't get that Dr. reference, that's Fraser okay. Crane. Well, yeah, I mean, he's coming back. Yeah, oh, God. Get him on Paramount Plus. Yeah. But uh, I, so I want I want to get back here. What what happens if you don't wash it out? You get soap inside the tip. It's, oh, I imagine that's very. Yeah, painful. you're probably going to. Not be so studly, not be so, uh, not be so tough. But if you're lucky, you might, uh, you might cry macho. Huh? Huh? Oh, uh? oh, 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 oh God, that was, that was terrible. Uh, but oh, that, that was, was my that was disgusting trans, uh, transition into uh, my first review of, uh, first and only review of the night. Uh, you got you a review later up coming on. I believe you're reviewing... Um, the I believe the way you put it was the cannibal named Hannibal. <laughs> Silence of the oh, Lamb. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna feel like a fool if that wasn't you. But we'll I'm we'll, sure it was. we'll have you folks will just have to stick around and see. But for now, you're gonna get the brand new Clint Eastwood flick, Cry Macho. Back when we had winners, I was afraid to lose you to the competition. Five times you won the All-American. That was a long time ago, wasn't it? That was before the accident. Before the booze. You know how many people told me to just cut you loose? You gonna say anything? Howard, I've always thought of you as a small, weak, and gutless man. But you know, there's no reason to be rude. You owe me, Mike. You gave me your word, and that used to mean something. My son, Rafael, he's in trouble. I want to get him out of Mexico. You want me to go down there and kidnap him? Please, just get him back up here. Just you? Just me. Hey, Rafa, you can come out now. I'm a friend of the family. Touch me and I'll kick your ass, old man. Jesus Christ. Get in the back. We go and I tell you, okay? 
Look, the only place you're gonna go is the hospital. You get too angry. It's not good for you. You used to be strong, natural. I used to be a lot of things, but I'm not now. So um, th- this is, uh, as I said, the latest uh, directed film from Mr. Clint Eastwood. He stars in it as well. This is telling the story of a very old ex-rodeo star that has been through some shit and he owes a ranch owner some favors over the course of his life. And now he he's finally got to pay up. Uh, this is, by the way, present day Clint Eastwood starring in this film. If yeah, you haven't noticed, there is a 90 fucking one year old man in this movie throwing punches. Um, now, it, it, this is without a doubt a slow bird right off the bat. And it has to be because he won't make it to the edge of frame unless we impregnate every frame of the scene. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm, just, I'm just teasing, folks. It, it is this. This starts off. If you watch the trailer, you kind of know what you're getting into. This is a kind of road story. It's kind of a. You, it looks like it's going to be a little bit of coming of age, a little bit of are we dodging the baddies? But what it really comes down to is an old man and a young kid trying to break out of the situations they are in and to try to make some changes for their own lives for the better. And it's really up to each individual as to whether or not they're going to follow through. Over the course of the story, we are faced with a lot of choices. We have the easy outs, and then we have the really hard decisions to make. And we have to kind of weigh a lot of these against one another. Uh, Clint Eastwood, as I said, he was a, an ex-radio star working on a ranch. It takes place in about 1979-1980. And his ranch boss, who has fired him a year ago, has asked him, okay, you know I owe you, or you, sorry, you know, you owe me a lot, even though I fired you from your job. So I'm cashing in this favor. I got a kid in Mexico. I need you to come down or I need you to go down there, pick him up and bring him back to me because I know for a fact he's being abused. So, of course, right, you know, that sounds like something you need to answer to. That, that should be a big, a big deal. And the reason why he's going to Clint Eastwood is because he has the stature. He has... He he's in his eyes, you recognize him as a real cowboy cowboy the minute you see him in person. And as soon as you start talking to him, you, you, you get this notion. Um, and what's interesting is that this is what the kid is kind of primed to recognize. Come to find out, he goes to Mexico. His mother lives in this huge mansion. The abuse is for real. And it's kind of worse than you imagined. She's charging people access to their son so he's immediately just like no we're getting you out of here right now and she's like oh uh, good luck finding him he runs away from home all the time for good reason and he's gonna be out in the street somewhere he's probably cockfighting he's probably drunk at a bar he's 13 years old by the way so good luck have fun so he's searching the streets of mexico city goes to a cockfighting bar finds this kid who's running a, 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 he, he teases him, calls it a chicken because it's really tiny, but it's, it's a rooster that he named Macho. And Macho is just about to get into his fight when uh, Mexican police 
fucking bust up the whole thing. They they're 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 clearly just like blowing the lid off of this this uh, cockfighting ring, and uh, Clint Eastwood just happens to be walking up. And here is when the cheese really starts to thicken because I'm led to believe this 91 year old man sidesteps like 20 police officers by hiding behind a stack of crates, <laughs> and it's like oh, okay. Um, it's, uh, we have to, we kind of have to forgive a certain amount when you, you go into this movie. I think you need to go into this film being a, like, just obsessive, diehard Clint Eastwood fan. And even then, you're still kind of like, well, okay, I guess I'm going to have to forgive that because he's so fucking old. And it's, uh, you know, there must have been a certain point where, honestly, he should have just casted someone else to play his part, I think. And I think that would have pushed the movie up another notch because I, uh, as I would like Adam to share with you guys, um, it, it's kind of, it's kind of, kind of tough to get through. You did, didn't, didn't you give this one a shot to you, my man? Oh yeah. I, uh, I popped this bad boy on. I said, Hey, let's fire up HBO max and check this one out. And let's see the old man do his business. Um, yeah, I honestly thought this was going to be like, a cowboy movie or oh, like for sure. oh, a retired cowboy actors going into some, some craziness. But uh, no, I, I started it up and uh, I made it 10 minutes and I'm like, let me check out the trailer for this. Oh yeah, this is not a movie for me. And I, uh, I, I gave up unfortunately and watched the movie game night instead, because that's, that's more my speed. Uh, but no, I mean, the interesting thing you say, say uh, he's 91. They should have cast someone younger he was approached to do this movie like 20 years ago. So he was approached to do this movie when he was 70. And even then that was like, holy shit, he's old. But yeah, I think that was my issue that the fact that they're sending this 91 year old, I guess, all right, when they shot it, maybe he was 89. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. You can see the age. Like he's not just this old cranky guy. who's racist. You know, yelling at like kids, of a different ethnicity being on his lawn. No, no, he's a badass who's going to, and I'm like, Oh wait, I've seen this movie. It's called Rambo five. No, thank Ugh. you. I didn't enjoy that. And, and I really, I, I really like what Clint Eastwood. Me too. Does, but I, I, I think he needs to just story here. It just stay behind the camera, right? Or if he's in front of the camera, it needs to be a role that lives in the space he can really manage. And I, I really feel bad saying yeah. this, but it, it's true. Now, did he direct the shit out of this movie? Fuck yes. It still it oh, it looks gorgeous. It th- there are some very beautiful moments. I loved uh, if if he would have stuck with the film. When he gets down into Mexico, there is a small village where he uh, he meets this woman that he clearly falls for, and you come to find out he's a widower. He lost his whole family, and he's been a wreck ever since. He's just been a drug abuser and alcoholic. He's, he's just been a piece of shit for a, a good chunk of his life. Hmm. And this is his turning point. He finally, he sees this woman who sees the gold in him. And I just, spo- I'm now spoiler alert, folks. Here's your warning. There was your warning. Now he decides to stay in Mexico. He found, he found his finish line. And that was honestly the beautiful part to me. It's like, when, when he decides he has to follow the job through and bring the kid back to the United States, she's heartbroken and she, she hates to see him leave, but she lets him go. And she, there's this moment of like, well, okay, you're, you're, you're doing a job. And, and like, there's a lot more attached to it because like, she doesn't actually know English. He doesn't know Spanish. 
So they have all this bonding without even being able to speak each other's languages. And it's beautiful. It, there's a lot of very touching visual moments that are very like old person cute that I really liked. And, and we have a lot of those moments with the kid too, where he's kind of like forced to face a lot of these, his impressions of what it is like to be an adult. And in reality, none of it is true. He's, he thinks he has to be so tough and he has to put out this, in this crazy image of who he's supposed to be because he's been taken advantage of for so long. When in reality, that's not how people work. No one does that. His, his warning to him, when you go to Texas, this macho shit ain't going to fly, is one of, the, one of the quotes of Clint Eastwood in the movie. Um, the, the title really comes from the, the presentation of being this tough guy but when in reality, to be a tough guy is to not then brag about being a tough guy. Uh, I, my takeaway of the film, true. When, it, uh, when you get to the final scene, is you're, you're faced with a lot of decisions in your life. And you can keep making the bad ones. But no matter where you are, no matter what stage in life you are, you still have a chance to make the right decisions. And you can correct your course. You can improve yourself. You're not going to be a saint. You're not going to be the, sure. you know, you, your life is not going to just fucking 100% flip around and you're going to be whatever. But you can still be better than where you're at. And that honestly was a beautiful message. I loved the final end result of the film. But man, it was a long time getting there. And I'll be honest, I fell asleep for one scene and I snapped back awake when they first started the journey after he picked the kid up. And they were driving back to the U.S. Um, but it was it was a it was a heartwarming film. Uh, but it is a little it's a little long, and I just I think it could have been a little better if he didn't have to put himself in the movie. Uh, which is why I'm Fair going enough. to give Cry Macho over on HBO Go or in theaters uh, two and a half slices. It, it's not not worth your time, but don't expect this to be anything more than the trailer like there's don't look for gun battles don't don't look for the the uh, the wild west outlaw this is not what you're finding here this is a heartwarming road story that has a, a few cinematic elements that may lead you to think something else is going to happen but it never will all right well audience if you are looking for a little gunplay a little action an outlaw story uh, someone of the wild wild west style ilk i think i got a film for you i got a new nicholas cage movie called prisoners of the ghost land my granddaughter has been lost to us i would have her return to me post haste and you sir i am told are the man to do the job. Each arm is equipped with an explosive device. Your trousers are also equipped with explosives. <laughs> really? Just beyond the point where we now stand lies a highway where evil reigns. What is this? At the end of five days, if you have not returned with Benice, well, I think you get the idea, son. Godspeed. This is the ghost land. A land of no escape. 
We are not the ones who hold her captive. It's been two days, and still she is missing. How do I get out of here? You must surrender to fate. All right, so I didn't know much about this movie, uh, but it's it's intriguing. It, uh, of course, uh, stars uh, Nick Cage, like I said earlier. Um, he is like a notorious bank robber. We see him rob a bank and the guy he's with. Uh, it looks like a kid's about to get killed. And then we find out later everyone in this oh, bank shit. is killed, including the child. And now Nicolas Cage is in prison. And we're in this weird, like, a post-apocalyptic style world like we're kind of in i want to say like japan but there's people that speak japanese uh, please excuse me if it's actually chinese i don't know it seems japanese to me uh they also speak english we're in a land where people are like dressed up like indians and cowboys and uh One? samurai okay. and it just it's so weird and out there and wacky and so pretty much the plot is nick cage is imprisoned the governor comes out to get him uh, the governor played by uh, Bill Mosley, uh, as I know him as uh, Otis from my favorite uh, horror oh, yeah. franchise, uh, The Devil's Rejects. So, yeah, he's like a smooth, fast talker. And he's like, I'm going to go to the one guy who I know and get my niece back, Nick Cage. And Nick Cage is coming out. He's like naked, wearing like a weird, like sumo style yeah. diaper. And people are like yelling and screaming things at him in English and like a foreign language. And like it's it's weird and like then bill mosley gives him this suit that has like these weird little like dots and lights and indicators and stuff on it and nick cage puts it on he buckles it up and then uh bill mosley is like yeah so that suit you're wearing is uh it, it, it's it's electrically charged and it can blow up if uh, y- if you do anything wrong and if you don't bring my my niece back in three days you're gonna explode hey, you got some on your testicles some on your knees some on your arms some on your neck and so pr- pretty much it kind of becomes like an escape from like New York okay. or L.A. style film. And like he has to fight like literally samurai. He has to fight uh, like cowboys. He, he and he has to fight ghosts. He has to like somehow impenetrably get her and him and all these other people stuck in the ghost land out. And, oh, oh, here it comes, folks, uh, man. It's like Nick Cage just wants to do the wackiest, weirdest, dullest, no nonsense. Well, no, all nonsense style films just so he can get buzz. And like, it's like, what's going on? Like my mother was like reading something on her on her tablet. And then she ended up watching the movie. And like the whole time she she was like, I don't know what's going on. I wait. I think I know what's going on. And like I was like, you're you're figuring out a lot more than I'm figuring out from this. Oh, damn. It's. It was so pointless and dull and dreadful. It looked beautiful. It had great like styles and visuals and but it was just a hodgepodge of weirdness and awkwardness and just like went on and on and just it, I don't know what lane it wanted to be in. Uh, so I'm going to give Prisoners of the Ghost Land two slices Ooh. of toast because Ouch. it's original. Well, like I said, it's it's kind of like a knockoff of like the escape movies. Uh, but I mean, if you're looking for like what random crazy battles and action and, and then a lot of slow, dull, weird moments, uh, this could be the film for you. Uh, you can rent this on any VOD platform. It might be in some art house <laughs> theaters. Uh, 
If this I is, if you're looking I for a film with dull moments, then this is the film for you. I, I like that description. Pretty much. <laughs> we got two oof, great oof. movies that we just well, folks. People. Um, but let's that's right. We're we're traveling back in time, and we are going back to the the old format of the show. This is uh, this is the old crew, all four of us. This is Corey, Tommy, Adam, and myself, Dennis, delivering some classic movie toast this week. Oh, yeah! Welcome to the Movie Toast Podcast, where we're here to butter some toast, motherfuckers! I'm here with mine! <laughs> turning red. I'm gonna use the host more often if you don't die after this. Oh, that was going so so well. We can continue it, just yeah. pull it down a little bit. You're not gonna go ass out, dude. <sighs> okay. No, I'm good. I'm good. I can't. I can't keep going with it. Okay, so that's <laughs> that's gonna be our intro then. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, unless we get something out that that is gold, but what are that toast, motherfucker? That was great. <laughs> okay. All right. Whenever you're ready, we'll take it. Okay. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Movie Toast Podcast. I am your special guest host this week, and uh, this is going to be a movie review episode again. Um, we're still holding off on some better news articles for all y'all. I'm here with Adam. All y'all. I like that you got like a southern drawer today. Yeah, or drawl. I like that. It's good to hear and you uh, hosting. We offered season one and you said no. Yeah, I didn't want to then. But eh, I'm giving it a shot. We'll see how it goes. I'm good. also here with Dennis. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Good and the... You. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I'm already screwing up. Corey makes host. it look easy, doesn't he? And yeah. And I'm here with the original host with the most toast, Corey. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so, uh, Corey, why don't you start us off with uh, on this uh, spoiler-filled conversation? Hmm? Oh, what you got for us? Filled. Uh, the first movie I saw was Silence of the Lambs. Ooh, yeah. anybody oh, seen this? Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, sir. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> uh, among a great many other disturbing things. Yeah. Um. This movie's about an FBI agent played by Jodie Foster. She's trying to prove herself, and she interacts with this murder cannibal called Hannibal. <laughs> and, I didn't know this was a Dr. Seuss episode. I like that. <laughs> and he is a psychologist, and he helps her catch another one, another psychopath serial killer. Um named buffalo bill and buffalo bill has that famous maybe you've seen it in clerks scene where he's putting on lipstick to the clerks weird <laughs> twangy song the on its skin. i mean that's another so thing he says yeah. but i'm talking about when would he's like fuck me? would you fuck me oh right I'd yeah, fuck yeah, me. Yeah. and then he like dances and he has his like <laughs> junk tucked in and um cody foster catches him uh buffalo bill what but Hannibal escapes. Didn't they use Hannibal to help catch? Like, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. 
they use Hannibal to catch Buffalo Bill. And the moment Hannibal gives Jodie Foster the info to catch Buffalo Bill, he also breaks out of his holding pen because all the government officials and law enforcement officers are dumb in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, Not Jodie uh, Foster. She's pretty smart. The other ones that are just kind of yeah. not doing things like how most people... no because even jody foster goes into buffalo bill's house without calling for backup <laughs> without radioing your location it's all the work on my my end i'd say just around the house when you she she knows that he has a gun <laughs> she knows he ran deeper into the house and she's there alone and no one knows where she is and instead of just walking out the front door you know setting up a perimeter calling for backup She's just like, nope, I'm going to go into the bowels of this three-story <laughs> basement horror show by myself. I bet oh. she'd do really good at uh, kind of like escape rooms and like haunted houses. She must. But, I'm, I'm um, confused. Wasn't uh, Buffalo Bill one of Dr. Lecter's, Hannibal Lecter's patients or no? He was, he just was, a, he was a... Uh, uh, a, a uh, partner to another man oh, okay. who was Hannibal Lecter's patient, and Hannibal just kind of um, Rem- like heard about remembered him because yeah. Hannibal is a genius, crazy guy. Savant. He remembers a lot of stuff, and he can yeah. pick up things by. And I guess he can talk to people to death because he talked to the guy in the cell next to him to death. Um, <laughs> It's I like kind of like movie. listening to an episode of this podcast. We can talk people to insanity. Yes. Yeah. John's not here anymore, so not really. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but is it overall a good movie? I have a couple problems with it. The 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 first issue I have with it is you know it it spoiler it ends with Hannibal going to kill and eat the guy who was in charge of the prison that he was held up in for eight years, which is cool. But, you know, the resolution of a movie called Sounds of the Lambs revolving around, you know, uh, Hannibal Lecter doesn't get resolved till the sequel. And the sequel doesn't have Jodie Foster in it. Is that Red Dragon? No, Red Dragon's a prequel. Oh, Hannibal? Yeah, Hannibal's the sequel. And so it just, you know, you don't get any satisfaction. The the story, I mean, it makes sense. It's good, but like. The satisfaction you're looking for is a cannibal killing and eating a man. <laughs> so I think it almost raises the question of like, where is that resolution for you? Like, is it no, simply no. the fact that Jodie Foster is still alive? You know, like her character actually no, it, survived the ordeal. Wait, 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 wait. I need to clarify. Um, I, re- I want to see Hannibal get caught by Jodie Foster because they make such a big deal of his escape. And then it's just all a sequel set up. Oh, and I man. Didn't, I didn't watch Hannibal. Where he escaped? Ooh. By then, uh, there there was already multiple books, right? Like that, the book series. There's three books, and I believe they were all in existence. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, Appar- I didn't watch Hannibal. I was going to appa- say. Apparently, they catch him in Hannibal, but also in the book. I, I, I guess Hannibal, the movie, was a mess. It was in development hell. The director didn't return. Jodie Foster didn't return. And the FBI agent guy didn't return. Yep. Uh, the only person who returned was... Um, why am I forgetting his name right now? Anthony. 
Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Tony um, Hawks. And uh, in the book, I guess Jodie Foster's character and Hannibal like become lovers, and it's Whoa. weird. And oh. no, the, oh, most yeah. of the fans of the book and the movie didn't like that, so they Ridley Scott when he did Hannibal, he changed it. Um, hey, hey, Ridley. Ray Liotta was in. Go Ridley. fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I want to watch that action, dude. I've seen. I seen That's Hannibal. Weird. You seen them fuck? No. Oh. But um, I didn't. You know, it's, it's a good movie standalone, but it's one of those ones that gets ruined by its sequels. Um, was there anything interesting about this movie? That there was like some kind of interesting information. I don't really think that there was anything. And Tommy, since you're the host, I guess you're. Are you pulling double duty? 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 <laughs> duty? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh. <clears throat> I totally forgot about that. Thank, thank you for. That's cool. Let's just like not do trivia on this one. I think the most interesting piece of trivia was that Jodie Foster didn't come back and the director didn't come back and a bunch of other cast members didn't come back. I'll just give you the top one because the top one's pretty cool. Jodie Foster claimed that during the first meeting between uh, Hannibal Lecter and her, uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins' mocking of her southern accent was improvised on the spot. Foster's horrified reaction was genuine. She felt personally attacked and later <laughs> thanked he later thanked Hopkins for generating such an honest reaction. That's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, all right, cool. Well, thank you, Corey, for that uh review. Oh, the interesting oh. thing, there's one piece of trivia. This is the thing that I found interesting. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. It's that uh Anthony Hopkins, he based his character of Hannibal Lecter on a bunch of uh, different his like how he looked was like a certain based off something how he smelled and how he spoke which is the yeah. point he based it off of Hal from 2001 A Space Odyssey really oh yeah because it's an all knowing all seeing kind of morally compromised thing and and that's what Hannibal is so he I've, talks exactly I've never like seen that movie wow I've seen it I haven't either <laughs> it's quintessential. It's boring, but it's quintessential. Why is it quintessential if it's boring? That's my question. <laughs> it's long because it's, it, there's well, so many sequences that are just when it so was made, it wasn't long. boring. But, oh, okay, you know we have like Interstellar and stuff. Now. I've never like seen Mel, that either. I feel like That's Mel a matter Brooks' of opinion at that point. I feel like Mel Brooks makes fun of one of those shots when you in, when he introduces in Spaceballs. Doom. That's Star Wars, man. No, I know it's Star Wars, but I'm saying <laughs> like there's a scene in 2001. You haven't seen 2001, so you don't understand what I'm talking about. There's a scene in 2001 where they show a, a spacecraft, and it's like it's turning ever so slowly, and you're yeah, like, "That's okay. That's... We need we need the next shot." And it's like, "Nope, it's still going." And you're like, "Okay, there's got to <laughs> be like five seconds more." And then, "Nope, it's still going." Oh my god. Okay, it's still. Wow, it's still going. What are you doing? And then just when you think, okay, there's no way it can, it's, goes on for like another two minutes or something like that. Fuck that. Yeah, it's like, uh, but <laughs> I, 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 have, I feel that way about a lot of movies that they're, they're maybe, maybe the first time I watched 2001 A Space Hossie, I did really get into it. I really liked it. It's just not a lot of rewatch value there, much like something like Citizen Kane, which is considered one of the best films of all time. You watch it one time, you're like, oh, this is Citizen Kane. I'm watching very exciting stuff. Yeah. Never rewatch it. Too boring. 
I the first time I watched it, I thought this is too boring. Never again. I don't even know if I finished it. <laughs> so, but I like oh, bad okay. cinema. I okay, like so shitty things. <laughs> real quick, here's another uh, this this other uh, trivia. I was looking at this too. Uh, the Silence of the Lambs was inspired by the real life relationship between University of Washington criminology professor and profiler Robert Keppel and serial killer Ted Bundy. Uh, Bundy helped Keppel investigate the Green River serial killings in Washington. Bundy was executed in 1989. The Green River killings were finally solved in 2001 when Gary Ridgway was arrested. Um, on November 5th, 2003, in a Seattle courtroom, Ridgway pled guilty to 48 counts of aggravated first-degree murder. So that's where this whole silent the thing was inspired. That relationship between Bundy and Keppel. That's crazy. Nice. Makes nice. sense, I guess. And it says you were saying, Corey, that uh Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins, uh base what he based his performance on. One of them was uh Dr. Frederick Treves in the Elephant Man. And oh. someone people were questioning. They said, but he was a good man. And then uh Anthony Hopkins was like, well, so is Lecter. He's a good man, too. He's just trapped in an insane mind. <laughs> it makes sense. You got to look at your characters like they're yeah. not bad guys. You want to be able to yeah, like, yeah. like them. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Corey, for that very in-depth and detailed review of Silence of the Lambs. You're so um, welcome. Dennis, what have you got for us? All right. Um, so what I watched was a little bit outside of the box, but still thought it was a worthy addition. Uh, Sturgill Simpson presents Sound and Fury, which is available for streaming on Netflix. And it's about a 41 minute long anime anthology. Huh. Tells the story around a, apparently this is featuring music all from a single album from the country music artist Sturgill Simpson, which I wasn't familiar with his work, but I can tell you after watching this, I, he's got some pretty awesome music. <laughs> and they, they say country is a loose term. This is a lot closer to like 70s, like outlaw country. That's a lot closer to like Southern rock than anything else. And this okay. is mashed in with anime. Yeah. And it's um, nine or so shorts that are all telling um, one story. And it's uh, again, wow. the through line is that it's all Sturgill Simpson's music, but it was, it was cool. Um, you've got this. It, it starts off on a black Dodge Challenger um, at a gas station out in the desert, uh, rolling through radio stations. But you can kind of tell something's different about this car. There's some modifications to it. The like the radio is not very familiar, but the landscape is kind of standard until it kind of blinks, and then all of a sudden there is this apocalyptic landscape of all this destroyed robots, and there's craters oh. in the ground, and this uh, the Dodge Challenger is just bombing through the desert. Um, Fuck. And you see, like, the, the samurai helmet um, being worn by the driver, and it starts to reveal a little bit more about the console. Like, this is clearly somewhat in the future. There are these little hinted technological advances, but there's still some very familiar things being used. Um, we jump cool. through several different art styles, including some live action sequences. I was just going to say, it, the photos on IMDb, I don't see any anime, like, at all in the photos. So they do have live action. A couple of the sequences are. Not very okay. much of it is. Okay. Um, it's mostly anime. Um, but it jumps through a lot of different points in the story. We start off what looks like 
it's actually almost to the end of the story in hindsight. Um, and we resolve that pretty quickly, but then it starts to jump around and give some of the backdrop as to what this world is that we just mad maxed our way through. Um, <laughs> Cause you get this cool, there's a little bit of a samurai element. There's some sword play, which is quickly mixed with a lot of Western gunplay and, um, I, when I say Mad Max, I mean there is a, a very Mad Max sequence that I almost feel like is a tribute to it more than anything else in oh, its wow. presentation. It's and it's really it's really well done. Um, for anime fans, I feel like it's kind of a cool thing just to get a little grab bag of different stuff. Um, you gotta you definitely have to pay attention to the lyrics, and there is not there is not a actually is there dialogue? There's no dialogue through the whole thing. It is all just uh this guy's music um and then there's shit it's a let me just clarify this it is a short film anthology anime music video (laughs) yeah yeah you got it look at those qualifiers no i'm just kidding (laughs) that is an interesting that's that's a very interesting genre to mix together all that stuff if someone was to say Pick pick a type of film that doesn't exist. I'd say that <laughs> with country western yeah. music or yeah. And now again, I've got to reiterate that's that might be like the overall genre he gets lumped into, but that's very much not what it sounds like. Like it's, yeah, it's very it's this bluesy twangy and it fits what rock. you're seeing on screen pretty much. Oh hell yeah! No, it's. Because I wasn't sure, because uh, I went in blind. I just thought, okay, this animation looks kind of cool. I'm down for a, a music-based uh, short anthology. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed more like that the music was written for this than the other way around. I mean, huh. it's obvious that the, the shorts were created for the pieces that they were covering. But it was it was a fun watch. It was cool. It, went, it goes by quick. Like I said, it's only 40-some uh, minutes. Mm-hmm. But it was a fun ride if you're, yeah, fan of anime or, and kind of kind of just like that random mix of stuff. Or if you're really into um, music-based features, this is obviously very much going along the the tone of the song, the subject matter, the lyrics, uh, while still being interesting because the visual style is not necessarily a perfect match. They just marry very well together. I was gonna ask, was the anime something that you you considered good? I'm not seeing on IMDb any of the animation credits, um, which is strange. But I liked it. It's um, it kind of reminded me of watching something like Animatrix without the CG mm. elements. Yeah, I want to say there was maybe a couple shorts that tried using CG, but some were usually a mix of. Uh, there was only one that was entirely live action. There was another that sampled a little bit of both, but most of it's anime, which is kind of interesting. It's not pushing more of that other the other stuff on there. Uh, now is, <clears throat> go ahead. Now is this like an older thing, or is this kind of newer? I, when uh, you first mentioned 2019. It, I, oh wow! Wow. September. Huh. I was not picturing um, that when he started. So the the soundtracks it says that the sound the music was written by Sturgill Simpson and it was performed by Sturgill Simpson. That's pretty cool. Yes. It's yeah, it's all it's it's from one of his albums. He has an album that's the same title. <laughs> and the, the only is just that. the one and only trivia fact on 
<laughs> Based on the story, Sound and Fury by Sturgill Simpson. That's it. <laughs> that doesn't even sound like a fun fact. It just sounds no, like not common sense. Whoever wrote yeah. that, get at us on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> at movie yeah. underscore toast. What the fuck are you thinking? Let us know. It's, I, I, um, yeah, for just for uh, between the four of us here, though, Adam, I'd strongly recommend it to you if you haven't watched it yet. It's it's a cool it's a cool ride. It's quick. Um, I don't know. I because I would like... be fucked up if I'm now like I've already seen it, but I haven't. Oh, that would be awesome. No, <laughs> just I, letting you I, run your mouth, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't fucking like it. Nah, I I, I, I do want to check sure. it out. Um, and of course for the rest of you, I because I I know Adam and I will go off on anime occasionally sometimes, but it's it's a fun ride i mean especially since you know we're not exactly all running out to do different stuff um <laughs> yeah. speak probably, for yourself you i've been on a quest you, you've been on quests frequently that is true i uh, so I I was, I've, I've been kind of holding back on uh, on say but i'll just go ahead and say i'm not a fan of anime and that's okay. don't, yeah that's fine i i might it's on netflix so i might you know, start it and see how long I can get into it before I'm like, eh, okay, I'm over it. You can pop it on it's before in, you go to bed and listen to the music and pass out. There you go. Your own fantasy. The, the music is cool. I yeah. it's, it's definitely like I'm probably gonna start looking this guy up because I I definitely dug the sound that was going on. <laughs> so so if I watch this, I should not skip over the song. The song. Uh, you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll skip the everything. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe the credits. <laughs> and it being only forty minutes, it's easy to it's easy to get in. I literally watched it this morning before we recorded. So nice. Cool. It was a. Uh, nice. All right. Well, thank you for that, Dennis. I appreciate the review. And let's move on over to Adam. Adam, what you got for us? Hey, you guys, uh, you guys ever watch that, uh, that 1999 sci-fi comedy Galaxy Quest? Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. That is amazing. I I, I didn't watch it. I watched. uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) I, I watched Never Surrender, a Galaxy Quest documentary. Um, oh. it's over on uh, Amazon. It's uh, pretty much like they show you some fans like out and about at like different conventions, people cosplaying as these characters, and they actually have the filmmakers and they go really in depth and they have all the stars except for Mr. Fucking Hogwarts himself because he's not there, sadly. But um, I didn't uh, hear you. Where did you say you watched it? Oh, sorry, Amazon Prime. It's Amazon uh, Prime. included. Okay. Yeah, um, it, like it's kind of cool. Like they walk you through the early stages. Like this is one of DreamWorks's first movies, and they were filming Gladiator at the same time. And apparently, Gladiator, one of their actors, died while filming it. So the studio was yeah. a little standoff. They were like, "You guys do whatever you got to do over there." And like just the fact that they took this from a concept of a spec script someone sent, just the basic plot, and then they hired another writer to rewrite the whole movie without even seeing that script, but just keeping slightly close to the plot and then uh finding out that our buddy from our commentary track episode um mr fucking harold ramus was initially going to direct it but huh. he didn't like the direction they were going because the studio really wanted they wanted a whole list of people but the one person who really wanted the movie the most was uh tim allen because he's apparently a giant sci-fi buff he from childhood on they show him at his office he has all these different like sci-fi memorabilia oh, and, like and then they talk about Sigona weaver talks about how she really wanted to do this movie but they did not want anybody who was in any sci-fi movies because that might tamper it but she's like no i relate to this character and it's kind of like what it might be like if i went in a different route and did like movies if i instead of movies if i did tv shows and they talked about how she had like a fake chest and she would like to walk around wearing that in the (laughs) wig to see if people looked at her differently (laughs) 
and just all around like so many little things and this was maybe like an hour and a half at most but they pack it so like i watched it last night before i went to bed and it was it was really riveting to hear people talk and like just all the little people like they got um they got fucking so many people who aren't even in the movie or associated with the movie like uh david lindelof is in it a lot uh will wheaton um hmm. shit a whole bunch of random people who are wax poetically about it the guy that plays uh i think his name's uh data on star trek uh oh yeah uh, and, Richard Spiner. yeah like he talks about how much uh when they were filming that um pat sir patrick uh patrick stewart yeah pat patrick stewart yeah how, how much he sir loved patrick. that movie and yeah, yeah how much he loved that movie and how he went to set and was telling everyone you gotta see this movie and like apparently <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just giving you the whole movie right now. Now, there's so much more. But apparently, they shot it to be, like, a really edgy, R-rated movie. And then the Rugrats movie came out. And they're like, no, 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 we got we to gotta drop this down. You got to make it PG. You got to make it G. And, like, oh, they chopped no. so much stuff out of it. Yeah. Oh. And, like. Well, did they need to compete with Rugrats? Well, no, they just saw how, how good the Rugrats was going. And they're like, well, they're doing that, so let's do that. And then there, someone decided, oh, this should be a Christmas release. And, like, nobody knew how to market it. And everyone was kind of let down. But then at the premiere, everyone saw it, and they were blown away. And they thought this is going to be a huge hit. And, and oh, Paul Shears in it, too, because he was working on, they were going to do an Amazon uh, series oh, wow. on it with the whole cast. Everyone's coming back. Oh, shit. They were, they were signed cool. up. But then, like, a couple of, like, I think two months before they were going to start going into production, Alan Rickman passed away. So they kind of decided, uh, let's not do it. But, like, it would have been an amazing cast to see do a TV series. I don't know where they would follow oh, yeah. but that That was the first movie I'd ever seen with Justin Long. Oh, yeah. That was his film debut. Yeah, they talk about him in there. He's like, oh, yeah, I was 20 in there playing, like, a teenager. And, like, Sam Rockwell's <laughs> like, yeah, man, if you go and watch this movie, he looks just like he did back then. It's like, it's kind of <laughs> scary, true. <laughs> can I, sorry, I just got Can I correct something I said earlier? Yeah. Uh, Data is played by Brent Spiner. I, Brent I said Spiner. the wrong first name. You got Brent the right Spiner. last name, so that's yeah. good catch. But uh, man, I honestly haven't seen this movie since it came out, and it's not streaming anywhere. But it really made me want to watch it. Like I thought, I saw it yeah. in theaters. Did you see it in theaters? No, no, I was. Oh, I got to then. see it in theaters. Yeah. What a great movie! But yeah, man, this movie is re- this documentary is really really cool, and uh, it really got me excited to rewatch the movie. So hopefully, I'll so, rewatch it sometime. Here's a question. Do you think people need to see the movie before they watch the documentary? Honestly, I if you pulled me out of a crowd and you're like, what do you remember about Galaxy Quest? I'll be like, I don't know, Tim Allen's in it. <laughs> I wouldn't really remember much about it. Okay. And But no, like I, so I went in kind of blind. It's been maybe like 20 years or so since I've seen it. And I was on the edge of my seat, just the way people were talking and reacting to it. Like people really really dug it and the fact that the cast is coming back and talking so poetically about it was kind of a really fun thing to see yeah all right folks you heard it here you do not need to have seen galaxy quest to watch this documentary so go check out head on over to amazon prime if you don't already have a prime membership for some reason i have a prime membership now Mm -hmm. and i i i remember quitting or like ending my cancel. That's the word I was looking for canceling my prime membership. But then I must've made a purchase on Amazon and they snuck it in there somehow because now I'm getting prime membership emails saying that congrats on your membership upgrade. I'm like, I never upgraded. What are you talking about? 
That's so apparently scary. I'm a Check prime your membership. credit card statements. <laughs> yeah, really. Hundred yeah. bucks a year, but it, it pays for itself if you use it. Even if you, well, I don't know. Adam, do you other. are all your subscriptions? Do you pay on the yearly subscription? You don't do monthly for anything, huh? I I do monthly for Hulu. I do monthly for one of the Netflix accounts, but that's just like two bucks. We pay. Um, everything else is yearly. My brother pay. Well, no, he pay. Yeah, no, yeah. Everything else is yearly. I'd rather pay is everything up front. Who I'll know, pay it up front, then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going to be in six months working freelance, so I'm like, fuck it. Drop my <laughs> cash on it. Shoot my load right here. Money shot. Bills are on, taken care of. On a year. Oh, yeah. I think. So, uh, Greenlight, cool. Never Give Up, a Galaxy Quest documentary. You should check it out. Um, Tommy, uh, uh, what have you seen? Well, um, I... I'm going to pause. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's like two and a half minutes left. Yeah, Let's... I was going to say. Move over. And I just realized I didn't give a light rating for, for mine and Corey. I don't think you did no. either. No, I didn't. We didn't. You guys want to real quick just, or no, that would be disastrous. For Do we editing. give only light ratings to movies in theaters? Because no. Green that makes sense. something that's right. never going to be in theaters ever again. But that's what we talked about what a while that? ago. Like, yeah. Because this is like saying, hey, watch it right away. Don't wait. You can watch it if you're bored or fucking stay the fuck away from uh, it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah we, they, they needing to explain each each time that if this is in theaters, go see it. Forget that. It just it's a waste of time. I, yeah. I think now it's just especially with all these is, episodes. Every green light, go streaming. see it. Yellow light, you can see it if you want. You don't have to. Red yeah. light, don't go yeah. see this movie. Um, yeah. Don't waste your time. Fucking watch nothing instead. Yeah. Watch something else. Yeah. Uh, so Sounded. we have less than yeah. a minute, so I yeah. will uh, send out an invite. In a... So that's all I have to say about this movie. But, Tommy, have you seen anything this week? Uh, yeah, actually. So I'm going to do something different this time. I, I actually watched three movies that I'm going to lump into one review. Wait, wait. How, um, what? Yeah, what? Say what? You're, I said, you're a madman. <laughs> I'm going to lump three movies into one review and the reason i'm doing that is because i want to talk about all three of them and i'll do quickly for each of them so i'm talking about the first class timeline of the x-men uh there were four movies i'm talking about the first three of them that's all anybody cares about anyway x-men first class came out in 2011 x-men days of future past came out in 2014 and x-men apocalypse came out two years later in 2016 um the these are my favorite of all the x-men movies that came out this timeline uh is has to be without a doubt my favorite i'm with Um, you on that like i I was thinking about this uh, until these these most recent viewings of these three movies x-men first class was my favorite x-men of all time i love it i still Mm -hmm. do like it but i'm starting to like uh days of future past more than first class because Days of Future Past incorporates both timelines of X-Men. Yeah, you get both casts playing the you same get both character. cast and, and who ties them all together? Wolverine, baby. <laughs> who oddly wasn't really in the other movies except for cameos here and there. But it right. works. It works. And uh, the, I think the, a lot of people, when it came out, uh, were kind of hesitant about days of future past because when you're when you're dealing with time travel there's going to be a lot of loopholes and plot plot holes and 
not loopholes, plot holes and, and problems and like, oh, well, what about this? Or how did this work? Or how are you able, you're talking about a, a hypothetical situation where this, a Wolverine with adamantium claws traveled back in time to the 60s or <laughs> 70s or the 70s yeah. to uh, help save the future of uh, the world <laughs> you know it's like what what are yeah, you, what are you saying that's be... not plausible are you saying that's fake <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna tell me santa doesn't leave tri- uh, tricks uh, tricks under my tree tricks right right yeah tricks uh, but I will also point out too that Days of Future Past has the highest rating on IMDb of those three movies. Sorry. So yeah, you see the first class of students that Professor X brings in. They were first originally known as G-Men because the guy that brought them in from the CIA, uh, I think his name started with a G. <laughs> I want to say um, well, government government officials. Yeah, that's the slang Oliver, term for him too. Oh, okay, so yeah, Oliver Platt uh, was the him. character. Uh, yeah, he they, he brought him in. And he's like, yeah, this is we're they're, we're called uh, we're calling them the G-Men, and so Xavier, they bring in um, Magneto, and Magneto. For those of you that never followed the comics, uh, his name was Eric Lencher, and I never followed the comics as a kid. I just watched like the Fox X-Men cartoon, yeah. and I'm with you there, and the movies when they came out. So I didn't know Magneto's name was Eric Lencher, but you see uh, Magneto, then you see. Kevin Bacon stole the the show. Oh, yeah. oh my God, what a performance from Kevin Bacon as Sebastian Shaw. Jeez. And then you have Rose Byrne playing a CIA agent uh, slash love interest or future love interest for Professor X. She's um, always delightful in everything. Jennifer Lawrence did a very, very good job as Mystique. Oh, uh, yeah. Also known as Raven. Um, and then you have... Other characters, Azazel looks like he, I think he was the father of Nightcrawler, right? No, isn't he Nightcrawler or am I wrong? No, Azazel's the red, looks like a devil oh, that can do okay. the same thing that Nightcrawler can do, except Azazel has no, uh, I don't think he has any range. Like he can transport wherever, wherever. Huh. Um, and then, yeah, there. I mean, there's so many other characters that you are introduced into first class. And then you have the Days of Future Past that I already talked about. And then Apocalypse, uh, I, I, the guy, what's his name? Um, Oscar Isaac uh-huh. plays Apocalypse Poe Dameron. in this movie. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's basically they, they, the X Men get themselves into a situation. Well, they didn't get themselves into the situation. Oh, they, they did get, those mutants. They get into a situation where it's like, oh, there's no way they're going to win this <laughs> there's no possible way and then <gasps> spoiler gene gray happens sophie turner from oh. game of thrones and she's basically the one that uh saves the day it's interesting though too you guys remember what apocalypse said right before he his his end i actually didn't miss i missed that one. Oh wait I never, I, so when, did, when did, wait, gene did, gray did he say out. did he say Hey, watch Power Rangers the movie. I'll see you as I have a news later. <laughs> Sorry, no. I'm an asshole. <laughs> no, when Jean Grey like does her I am the Phoenix <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, I just made it sound like Batman too. I am Dark Phoenix. Uh no, and he he looks up and he's like all his armor's stripped off and he's got the the metal metal stuff going through him and he looks up at her and he goes, 
all is finally revealed or some some along those lines anyways so uh, x-men apocalypse it's basically we see the the world's first mutant that came around thousands and thousands and thousands of years before and yeah good movie like and then it. the fourth one the fourth one that i i have not seen since it came out in theaters is x-men dark phoenix and i uh, once i get an opportunity to find out how to watch this i mm. will be re-watching it and i'll give you guys a review when that comes up but overall the trilogy you say green light yellow light oh green light yeah all three of those movies i know a certain someone that can't stand uh the those movies and uh you want to <laughs> say anything about it yeah i mean mutants <laughs> what are they <laughs> <laughs> well let, let me let me put it this way Corey, how'd you feel about those those three movies um <laughs> Well, Tommy, I really loved them, and I own every one on Blu-ray, DVD, extended cut, rogue cut. Watch it now. Awesome. Cool, Corey. I, That's really cool. I didn't know you, you owned them all on Blu-ray. You're a cool uh, guy. Yeah, would you like me to send you digital copies of all four of them? Oh, I would love digital copies of all four yeah, of them. Yeah, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. a, I've was only seen the first two, and I enjoyed them. I know I know they're that tells you um, trying to jam <laughs> a lot of... Yeah. Uh, storylines into one thing especially the like other really popular story arcs from the comics that they borrow bits and pieces from other ones to kind of fit them all together right. and i i enjoy them for what they are as a movie but again i've only seen the first two i intended to see the third and fourth one but just hadn't got around to it no. i just kind of started to forget what was where out of after a while but i i did enjoy watching them there's it's i i think t- what I try to do is think of it in terms of kind of how the comics do and that there's just so many different earths. There's so many different right. universes that anything that basically anything that um, uh, this version of Wolverine, I'm not, Oh my God. Why can't I think of the actor's name now? We Hugh just only fucking say, anytime we see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, um, <clears throat> they're all connected. It's just, they are different. Ver- they're different universes. And he gets yeah. more uh, jacked and younger looking and cooler looking each time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're we're just looking at a different uh right. a different dimensions Logan. But the Wolverine was different was the same wasn't that the same timeline? Yeah. As the original I mean, the original three movies. It's I yes, because the <laughs> X-Men was it the Wolf the Origins? The Wolverine Origins one is a yeah. separate one. Yes, it's, it's like got a its own backstory. Completely own, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Logan, I don't know where Logan falls under with the time. Another one I haven't seen, and I, I hate oh, that dude, I haven't. You got you to check that one out. Logan yeah. is the only good one. It's the best. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's like a Western. Only watch Logan. I liked it, but it wasn't my favorite. You but, know, uh, I th- oh, no. no. You go ahead, Adam. No, you're, you're good. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> um, I, I love that. Oh, no, I, I tried to just jump right in there. <laughs> oh, wait, can we all not not forget to Peter Dinklage in Days of Future Past in the second one that Dennis saw? That's true. Uh, That's true. He, yeah. he really did a good job. He does a good job in everything he's in. Uh, what I about forgot. the movie Underdog? That you were in. I was an extra. 
Yeah, he was a bad guy in Disney's live-action underdog movie nobody knows about. I don't think <laughs> you're I right. But he was really good in it, apparently, because he's good in everything. Underdog. <laughs> I don't know about that movie. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think I just want to say something about these these middle X Men's. Um. Uh oh. Okay, go for it. <laughs> so there's the original ones that are from the '90s that were no bueno. Um, they were not good, but um. I feel like going forward, these these ones that Tommy is reviewing are going to live in a kind of strange history as Disney slowly amasses <laughs> all of the rights to all the superheroes and never lets them go and yeah. create the streamlined Marvel universe. Uh-huh. It's oh, yeah. Be, uh, it's going to be very interesting how these hold up or relate to what comes next. And yet the fact that they're going to probably continue keeping Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. And yet he's going to be the only kind of reminiscence of these seven movies, but yet not a part of the Marvel MCU, but he is a part of the MCU. It's going to be weird. Right. Are well, they keeping Hugh Jackman? No. <laughs> no, no. I mean, if you remember back when he did Logan, he was even like, I still really, really want to be Wolverine with the Avengers. So he says no, but I bet it'll happen. I here's here's two certainties in the in the X-Men universe or not just X-Men I guess Marvel altogether if they ever try to have someone else as as Wolverine I will not uh, I'll still watch it but I'm not gonna like it I'm telling you right now no they're gonna make it so uh, Hugh Jackman you'll... Hugh Jackman is the only person that that i should ever play wolverine just well, as, a lot of people just that like, said the same thing going into casino royale about that is uh, very true daniel craig our current yeah about daniel craig is james bond you know be like who the fuck uh, is this guy a, a big blonde i wasn't i wasn't bond? one of them i wasn't i'm Pierce oh, no, i'm not accusing you of that just yeah Pier, you know, Pierce Brosnan was my favorite james bond of all time um but and then the other thing with in Marvel was Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. I don't think anyone else should ever play. I don't think Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. And th- so those are the two. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. No one will ever be. A- I'll just say that. No, I don't think anyone will ever be able to top Hugh Jackman's performance as Wolverine. And I don't think anyone will ever be able to top uh, Ryan Reynolds' performance as Deadpool. That's that's. Well, change my mind. That that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, yeah. So, anyone else have anything else to say about X Men or Marvel or uh, any of this stuff? No. I can't wait till Disney Plus gets that could be new it. episodes of Proud Family. That's going to be pretty fun. Woo! Yeah. Cool. All right. <laughs> well, then, thank you guys very much for your reviews, uh, listeners at home. Thank you for tuning in, and if you made it this far. Congratulations. <laughs> and uh, you guys have a great week. Hopefully you guys are all staying healthy. And see you next time. Stay Can cozy. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, Tommy, you did a phenomenal job. Good job at hosting today. Why, thank you, Adam. I'm so happy to hear it. <laughs> You're the cream of the crop. The cream of the top of the toast. Uh, Corey, uh, can we have you re-record this episode as the host and uh, not tell Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you did a fine job. <laughs>
Um, right. So like and subscribe, give the stars, ding the bell, slap the face, you know, all the average stuff. Find us on Reddit. Ooh. Yeah. What What are we on Reddit? Come chat gotta... with us on Discord. Uh, just like the uh, just like Instagram and Twitter, I made it uh, movie underscore toast. Oh yeah, come get some toast. Tell us how dumb we are because we like certain things and you don't. And if you want to, we got wrong. If you actually want to talk with us, uh, you can come on over to Discord and we frequent the voice channel called Toaster Talk. Yeah, you can do that uh, Sunday nights uh, at uh, seven p.m. We'll see you there, kids. Pacific. <laughs> 7 p.m. Pacific. Or uh, 11 p.m. on the East Coast, if you're like me. All righty. Oh, that's 10. This is the longest outro ever. You just made the new intro with that outro. We're getting yeah. our point across. <laughs> yeah. We need fan interaction. We need you 